Hey there, hi there, ho there. Hello, all my little plain rice cakes with a little bit of hummus and a little bit of chili powder. I hope you're having a wonderful uh, start, middle, or ending of your week. I think you did tell me about that once, and I still have yet to try it because I don't have plain rice cakes. So Feel free to get experimental. I see these recipes on pinterest with rice cakes and such and always intrigues me like i see like peanut butter and banana ones and i have peanut butter and banana i just don't have rice cakes i do however had um you know past tense um a bag of ranch like little little ranch rice cakes those things are so good the white cheddar can bust i did get the regular cheddar because they didn't have white cheddar so the regular cheddar she's good too the only ones i'm not really about are the sweet ones they're just not my favorite like the chocolate or like the caramel Mm. it's just not for me yeah i don't know i have so much stuff to talk about for my grocery store (laughs) trip no she's got her whole grocery list in front of her she's gonna read it and tell you how to meal prep with the ingredients Mm -hmm. listed well i went with my mom and my sister because my mom needed to get stuff and i was like well i need to get stuff as well i might as well go with you i had to just restock i had to get some more of my simply light lemonade Uh, i had to get my almond milk and my bread and a ton of avocados because i eat probably i eat like half an avocado every single day sometimes even a whole one so that's only when she's wilding out though when it's a whole one that means it's a crazy day ever since we moved here though uh we've learned that our neighbors they do like a whole garden thing like i mean it's ginormous and they're like well y'all can just come over to our garden anytime you want and just pick whatever vegetables you want Uh, because they eventually have to plow them down but they have cucumbers and girl when i tell you i probably uh got like two dozen uh cucumbers so i do not have to buy those at the store for a long time and i got squash pickles you can start pickling i could i kind of want to do that that's cool but i don't know i something about just eating a cucumber straight from the dirt it's just satisfying to me with the earth particles still clinging to it it just makes you feel like you're living in your cottage core fantasy I just don't wash any of my vegetables or fruits. I just keep them dirty and <laughs> it's just protein and it there. makes her feel more connected to the earth. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, but there's my seamless second, my grocery list. I was missing a ton of stuff, but you know, just a glimpse into my eating and shopping habits. You're welcome. I also went to the grocery store with my mommy yesterday she said i need to go to the store and i said me too wait until i get back from my thrifting excursion because i am an independent woman and i go on my own weekend adventures these days but we're all manifesting me to one day have the space of my dreams you know and to prepare for that i've Mm -hmm. been slowly but surely accumulating different things from my favorite Goodwill location that I will not reveal because I don't want it picked over. I want it just for me. Hannah Montana trash cans Mm -hmm. and all. (laughs) But I've been like getting like kitchen stuff together and I found the cutest saucers. They're so cute. Um, Catch me making an Instagram page just to like show pictures of my toast or whatever on my cute little plates. That's that's so fun that's so cute they're like a cream color and they have a little brown like ring around the edge 
and there's like little speckles on it Mm -hmm. and they're very cute and then i found my glasses my drinking glasses that were on my pinterest board they're the exact same ones i had walked down this aisle a few times because you know you got to walk back and forth a couple of times make sure you see everything and i saw something out of the corner of my eye and i turned and said the words you're lying and this lady looked at me and she was like who is she talking to and i'm like get to stepping cheryl i'm talking to me and they had a full set of four of the working glasses from william sonoma honestly you really lucked out there i just love i love a good thrift trip but there's nothing more satisfying than finding something you've pinned in a store or online and like it's accessible to you because sometimes it's so difficult to find stuff that you've pinned like you just like if you really want something you just have to, like, get the closest thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you found the exact same. Like, I pulled up thing. the picture and everything. Because I was like, are these the same? Because at first I was like, maybe I'm just imagining this. And then when I get home, mm-hmm. I always like to look up the price of whatever things are. If there's a brand on it or whatever. Not because I'm going to resell it, but I'm just curious. And these pants I got for work, I got them for, like, five ninety nine. Do you know how much they retail for? Ooh. I don't know. $78. Girl, I was going to say like 20 $78. Because um, I found Dang. somebody selling the same pants, the same size and everything, tags on, on Poshmark. And you can see like the little tag, 78 I said, sis. But my advice is don't would... get discouraged if you don't find something. Try other locations. Because some Goodwills, like, they're just not all created equal. Yeah. Well, they're definitely not. No. <laughs> no, but that was that's amazing. It's a lot more interesting than my uh, grocery store uh, adventure. Which I should also add, I got Irish butter and strawberries. Strawberries? So there you go. Mm-hmm. I made a little, like, fruit thing this morning for myself. I got... Oh, I also got very ripe bananas because I plan... The plan is to make uh banana baked oats okay because i don't know i've been because i just saw a recipe for baked oats and i was like that seems good it's like oatmeal but like not the disgusting type of oatmeal because you bake it so and sometimes we always have like leftover bananas and like i never i never know what to do with them because i just don't want to throw them away but also they're like kind of getting bad so I think that would be a good solution. Or banana bread. To make, or banana bread. We've made a banana pudding before because we make a good banana pudding. But you don't always want banana pudding. But yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking about doing. So I think we should take this time to thank Pinterest for all, Honestly, all our adventures. Yeah, I think I really want to get into cooking like or like some form of kitchen hobby. But I think I'm just intimidated by it because I just don't want to buy a bunch of things and waste it. Like, I found a heart-shaped baking pan a couple weeks ago on a different thrift Mm -hmm. trip and a star-shaped one. And I'm like, what if I just, like, baked a cake? Oh, Bake a little cake. You know, there's no harm in trying. That's why I just, like, do little simple recipes with stuff I already have. And maybe you need to get, like, a couple things at the store. Because I'm not out here trying to bake, like, a, like something with a thousand spices that costs so much money. Like, I'm not trying to do all that. I think my thing is, is whenever I cook it, I don't want it after. 
Because the process of doing it makes me not want it. Like, that's the thing. Mm hmm I don't know. But maybe, maybe I can update y'all on some something cooking related. You can update us on if you found more Pinterest uh, ideas. I feel like our, our seamless seconds are always about Pinterest, and I love it. Well, I did find a Cracker Barrel um, little peg game out there, Aww. and I was tempted. I was like, this would be a fun conversation piece in my future home, but it was missing one little peg, and I was like, dang. Um, I wonder if you can, like, buy them on Amazon, like the pegs. Well, I don't have Prime anymore, so... Um. That is unfortunate. But you know what isn't unfortunate? Well, also kind of is unfortunate that it, it exists. Um, Outer Banks Season 2. It is um, it is here. It's been here for a couple weeks. I did talk about it with our last Seamless Second. Um, that everybody just loves making edits about everything on that show. And put it on TikTok. And I just don't want to see it. But it's here. We've watched it. Um, initial thoughts, Taylor, on the second season um, of this fabulous show? Well, going into it, I will say I didn't feel spoiled or anything because I didn't really see anything beforehand. The only thing I saw at all related to it was like, oh no, Sarah died. But like, obviously that didn't happen. She kind of <laughs> did, but not really. It was too early yeah. in the season. I was like, it's episode three. If they kill her off that's a risk i knew she wasn't gonna die because the only thing i was kind of spoiled on but also not really i saw somebody put the boat explosion scene and mentioned someone dying but i didn't get to like too far where it said who died um and sarah was in that scene so i was like okay i haven't seen her with a boat explosion yet so that's obviously gonna come at some point um and i also didn't watch a trailer for this because <laughs> I don't watch trailer trailers for these types of things. A lot of people die in the show, but they don't really die because they always find a way to come back to life. At Big John. And Ward. He know he didn't die, but like he should have died. At Sarah. There's no way. Speaking of Ward stuff, like we're just going to jump right into it. So like he fakes his own death to like save Rafe or whatever. Get all the cops off of him. So apparently Ward's plan was... To use the scuba gear that was on his boat and, like, like swim away from it underwater when it explodes. But, like, as soon as he goes in the door, which is on one of the upper, like, decks of the boat, it explodes. Like, there's no way he could have escaped off the boat. The show is so messy for, like, for these little reasons. And that's why I can't stand it sometimes. I mean... He did say, like, I almost didn't make it, but I really don't see how he would have had time to, get, like, I don't know. Because, like, time to one, because... grab the scuba gear, run to the edge of the boat, put it on, and jump off. Well, he also had, like, those flippers on. <laughs> and those flippers are apparently, like, very hard to put on because it's all rubbery and stuff. And I can't remember if he had, like a, like, a scuba suit on. Which you can't put that over your clothes. And he was wearing like very nice clothes or whatever. Um, so no. The, he shouldn't have 
he, he shouldn't have lived. He should have at least had very major injuries. And he didn't. Could have gotten like an eyebrow singed or something. But no. I mean, even Rafe, when that like thing in the ship boiler room exploded in his face, I thought it was going to be an Avatar The Last Airbender Zuko moment. Like, we're going to have some burned flesh. But no, he was just like, my eyes are irritated. I think, sorry if y'all hear, heard that big gulp. That was disgusting. I just think a lot of characters just like got away with a lot. First of all, John B. Oh, John, Johnny boy. He really just said, I love getting beat up. I love looking for trouble. I love when trouble finds me. I love when I almost have to get sent to the hospital. Like, come on, guys. Like, you you even said that the writers just really have something against that character. I don't even think it's against. I think they're trying to play into, like, the people who have a little bit of a kink, a little bit of a moment. And they're like, I love to see a man in pain. Because he's literally in some sort of injury incident every single episode and i don't mean like oh a little punch to the face i mean almost getting choked out in jail getting his leg almost bitten off by a gator the gator thing is what really got me because you know i don't have um experience with gators so i don't know if they could just like eat you whole or something but it feels like something that happens it seems like you just got a simple bite mark from the gator attack and then it was healed like two seconds later like they're walking through the church yeah. everything's fine like sir you should have a limp or something um but you know this show so i i personally thought season one was just so like i can't remember what happened in season one i really don't all i remember is that they we're trying to avenge Jombie's dad or like look for Jombie's dad, look for treasure, and then Sarah and um, Jombie supposedly died in that tropical storm at the end. And that was about it. And then we pick off right where they left off and we're in the Bahamas, which I like the setting in the Bahamas, but I hated the Bahamas episodes. They were so boring. Because I didn't really understand what's going on half the time. I didn't either. The first three episodes are kind of like a blur to me. Because I remember them getting there and they're still on that boat they were on in the last episode of season one. But the people on the boat find out that John B and Sarah are wanted. So they're like, we can turn these people in and get cash. But they manage to escape from the police and everything. But then they find them again and they're like... We're going to kill little Sarah if you don't take us to the gold. So they go to her dad's beach house in the Bahamas and they're able to get the vault open and find it. And of course, the um, password is Sarah's birthday because she's the favorite child. They find it, but the gold somehow goes missing again. Like, I don't know what happened with that. I don't either. It can't be that we glanced over it because two people here watch the show but do not know where the gold went. The gold that everybody's been chasing for a season and a half, basically. 
like the gold just disappeared because what happened was is that Ward and Rafe got it because they went to Bahamas when they found out that Sarah and John B broke in they got the gold and then they went chasing after Sarah and John B Rafe shot Sarah and that became a whole conflict with Rafe and Ward blah 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 and as uh, and I don't know how Ward and Rafe got back to the states I don't know what they did with the gold I don't know if the police got the no I think the police got the gold I think that's what happened because I I'm suddenly now remembering it I think so basically Cleo's group which was the group that was trying to turn uh, John B in they had the gold on a boat and they were waiting for Sarah and John B but Sarah was shot Sarah was dying yeah 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 um, and then the cops came and took the gold. And I think I remember Cleo like apologizing, saying like, sorry, coppers took the gold. I think that's what I happened. I mean, e okay, even if we have that mystery solved, the way that the relationship between, you know, Mr. T, that guy, and Cleo changed between john mm -hmm. b and sarah just in like a matter of seconds like you go from one minute like we're gonna kill you and then they're like don't worry sarah baby we're gonna find a doctor for you everything's gonna be all right like it just changed in like 30 minutes they're like we're all besties now yeah they were very affectionate towards sarah which i get if somebody's dying maybe you got like some sort of humanity in you coming out being like, okay, we gotta take her to the doctor. But my thing is, is it's like you said, they were, they were willing to kill her, for gold, n mm -hmm. not a day earlier, and suddenly they flipped around when they learned about this other gold. I know, I don't know if it's this whole like we went on this grand adventure in one day and suddenly we're best friends, but it doesn't make any sense how these people just suddenly are willing to die for each other. And get caught for one another. It doesn't. It's like so quick and there's no progression. And I get they were trying to keep her alive at first to get the gold. But now that the gold's out of the picture. But they go to this doctor who's not like a real doctor. He's just like, I got a needle and thread. Let me save your girl. And she just, she dies. Like she is fully dead. And all of a sudden yeah. she's fine. And, like, keep in mind, we're not Let's, in a hospital. We're just in a man's, like, random house. This should not have happened. She should be dead. Um, does this come out of my hatred for Sarah, for Sarah? Maybe. Who knows? I'm starting to suspect that something about these people in our banks, they got some sort of healing thing that this woman was after. That That's a whole other story for season 2B. That we'll get to. It's the it's healing just these power people. of friendship. Yeah. Or marriage. Marriage heals A fake all. marriage, I should say. Yeah, so Sarah and John B. escape off uh, the Bahamas to get back to the States. And um, they get married on a boat. Unofficially. They have the shortest vows ever. He rips off. He rips his dad's... Um, bandana and makes it a necklace or something for her as a ring and their husband and wife i guess mm -hmm. question mark 
Like, I get that it was a dire moment. It's like, oh no, we both almost just died. But then later on, Sarah almost dies again because her psychotic brother decides to waterboard her. And Topper comes out of nowhere and is like, boom, boom. Sarah, baby, I got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. And John B. gets mad because Sarah doesn't tell Topper, Sarah's ex from season one, that they're married. I'm like, yeah, because that sounds like, like, it just sounds stupid if you're like, we're married now. Completely agree with Sarah in this instance. You're not officially husband and wife. Let's, let's put that straight. But I think Topper, I think Topper's become an interesting character, even though we barely saw him this season. Um, we hated him in season one because, you know, I don't know if he was the one that pushed John B. off that tower or whatever. Mm. So he was. He was just weird. We all remember that iconic scene that's all over TikTok, you know, the whole, you don't love me, Topper. You love the idea of me. Um, but Topper's barely in it this season. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just a bystander at this point. He kind of just watches what's going on around him. And you he's, you can always tell the gears are working up in his head every once in a while. But I think he's kind of getting the uh, Steve Harrington treatment. I would agree. Where, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, we hate him the first season. And he's the boyfriend of, like, the girl we're supposed to love. Um and then she gets with the guy she really loves and then he's just kind of like <laughs> off on his own and he doesn't really know what to do now and i i don't know i hope he's a bigger character in season three i think they have potential with him i think they do I, i'm not sure yet like there's they jealousy do... there but it's not as intense as last yeah. season yeah they they haven't made his character so big in the way they made Steve very big in season two um, of Stranger Things. But Topper's just, I think he's a more reasonable guy now. Mm-hmm. Like whenever, uh, oh, uh, JJ was working at the club or whatever, and all the other guys were just kind of like poking at him about John B's death, supposed death. And Topper was the one that kind of stepped up and said, like, come on, guys. Let's knock this off. Not that I agree with tracking somebody with a phone. Like, I kind of, in this instance, saw where he was coming from. So, like, after the whole Sarah almost getting drowned situation, Topper takes her back to his boat. And Sarah, I don't know if she has, like, amnesia or something, but anytime this girl wakes up, it's like she has no clue where she's at. Like, ever. (laughs) She's like, what's going on? What time is it? Like, all the time. And Mm -hmm. he gives her a phone so that she can call and check in with everybody because, you know, it's been a while. It has been a while. And it's revealed that he has a tracking app on the phone. And I know some people are like, ooh, possessive. But I really do think he was just concerned about her safety because she had been gone. And nobody, like, everybody thought she was dead. I mean, considering she has um, crazy, a crazy dad and a crazy brother. And she's been going after this treasure where people, very dangerous people have been going after her as well. She's been kidnapped multiple times. I think it's reasonable to an extent that he is concerned for her safety. Mm-hmm. And then Rafe sees where her location is. So him and that random sweaty guy 
that uh, Limbry or whatever her name is hired are like, we're going to find the cross. I have no idea what this woman's name is. And I still... I still think this woman is so weird. I think her first name is in Carla. Sense, yeah, her first name is Carla, but they never refer to it as Carla. I'm like, just say Carla. Because we can't remember her last name. But she kind of just comes in out of nowhere this season. I think it's like maybe episode four, three, four. Um, and it's the same actress who plays Juliet from Lost. I recognize that voice anywhere. Um, and she, she kind of just, it's so weird because she asked Pope, she sends a letter to Pope saying like, um, I could clear your friend's name, but you have to come here alone to my very rich house that used to belong to my family, which owns slaves, but you have to come alone, like giant red flag there, but he didn't know like what he was getting himself into. So she invites him in, and he's already late, so they're, like, super mad about that. And she starts showing him the grave of, um, the guy, I can't remember his Den name Martini. already. Den Martini. Yeah, so basically, Pope finds out episodes later that he's related to this, uh, person. And they have a key to a cross, which is very big and gold and diamonds and whoa college funds um and apparently has this like healing rag that a lot of myths say work and she wants the healing rag because she says i'm dying and you know what i need that healing rag which i can see why a person in her position is so desperate for something like that but i don't know about kidnapping and uh threatening to kill kids that's just I thought she was going to be a little racist because, like, it was just giving me those kind of tones, in my opinion. She's like, give me the key. And Pope, it becomes more than, like, money and treasure. It's like, this is my family heirloom. After he finds out that, you know, he's related to these people from his, I I can't remember if it's his grandma or his great-grandma. It was his uh, great-grandma grandma because he found his great grandma's pharmacy yeah um i thought it was yeah i really liked how pope kind of like told everybody like i'm not gonna let people have this cross but we're also not gonna have it for ourselves we're putting this in a museum and every and i like how his friends went along with it they were like Mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna put this in a museum like it would have been pretty horrible if one of them was just like no we need the money (laughs) like come on guys this is not the time to be talking about money. And it's like not any of their decisions to make. Yeah. So I'm glad they all went along with him, even though they uh ended up losing the cross at the end. But they said that fight ain't over. It's not. And, uh, you know. They're going to claw that cross no. back. But my thing is, is why does Rafe want it so bad? Like, you are a rich boy. Rafe is literally Prince Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm telling you, his whole character motivation is like, I have to please daddy. I have to restore my honor. Like, I'll do whatever it takes to do it. I'll kill my sister and I'll bring her back from the dead because my dad's obsessed with her and I can't actually kill her. I think the whole reason, like, Ward and Rafe are so obsessed with this cross now Maybe it's because they lost the gold and they want to replace it somehow. But they're already so rich, so why does that matter? Well, you could say 
they just don't want the pokes getting what they want when it comes down to it they're literally doing all of this so they can win i think it's and like they can a be better than the pokes i don't think they really want to melt it down and like get the actual money they just want to have the power because they don't need the money like money's not really mm-hmm. an issue for them now i will say this season we kind of got to see a little bit more of rose and at first i was like maybe rose is not as bad as ward but like ah, she kind of is she's pretty bad she kind of she's pretty bad sarah comes back and she's all like rave tried to kill me and then rose is like don't worry baby We'll heat you up some Lipton tea and you'll feel all better. You remember when I texted you when I was like, season two or episode nine update, Sarah's the stupidest person alive. That was the moment. Because one thing, if you learn anything from TV shows or movies, never drink or eat something that somebody you don't know you can trust gives you. It's just a fact. Like <laughs> She's just really naive and like over trusting because I'm like, yeah, that's your stepmom, but I'm like, don't all of your siblings hate her? And I'm like, you don't, like, your whole family, other than Wheezy, is kind of out to get you. But at the same time, they're trying to maintain this, like, perfect family unit image. It's, the whole perfect family thing is really weird to me. I think they want to do it because they're the superior kook or whatever so they're like we we can't show that anything is going to break up this family but honestly at this point i think plenty has broken up your family i don't think you're ever getting that image back i'm like did they even Um, have the image in the first place is what i'm trying to figure out i don't know because everybody kind of knew rafe was a little uh off points because even rose said she's been telling ward since he was 10 years old something is up with that kid you know but i'm like how he was probably his mom been dead so is she dead i have no idea what's up with like her biological well i just assumed she was dead because i'm like i'm pretty sure rose is a stepmom because they all call her rose and they're all like we Mm -hmm. hate her well, she is a stepmom. Like, they did specify that she is a stepmom. I just assumed that her mom was... Let me look this up, because I actually want to know. She's probably, like, just gone or dead, because if there was any... If the, if it was just a divorce, and the mom was still active in their lives, I think we would know. I just assumed that she was dead. Well, I'm on Reddit, and this person said, Ward probably killed her. <laughs> Eh, yeah because like they have yeah, a lot of you're it. not my mom moments and usually when that happens the parents dead yeah um rose has this i don't think she cares so much about like the family image as she does like she doesn't want to get in trouble for being associated with them yeah because she's cov- she's covered up for wards and rafe so many times and she's even mentioned that she's like I'm going to go to jail for lying about all of this. And, like, she doesn't care what happens to Rafe. And I doubt she even cares what happens to Ward, to be honest. And 
girl, she does not care about Wheezy. I don't even think she knows Wheezy's real name. Like, I didn't. Well, until, like, two days I ago. I did see when they were on the ship in the last episode after Sarah's little, like, drugged incident. And she fakes a headache. She's like, let me find something for you, sweetie. So, like, there's some level of basic caring there. And, like, for her to be like, there's something wrong with Rafe. But, I don't, like, anytime they start to, like, let her have a moment on screen, they just move on to something else. But the lady who plays Rose, I don't know the actress's name, so sorry. She is the mom who plays Mandy on uh, Spinning Out. And in that, she's a southern girl married to a rich man who just wants his son to be a great figure skater. Check it out, Mm. everyone. (laughs) Um. But, you know, we mentioned, we mentioned Wheezy, which we've all agreed that Wheezy is the best character out of the show, even though she gets, I mean, she doesn't get any screen time whatsoever. Mm-mm. And the thing is, is it's always this rivalry between Rafe and Sarah and like, who's getting Ward's affection, who isn't. And then there's little Wheezy over here. She's just kind of like left in the dust. Every once in a while, she pops up because Sarah needs her for something. Like, this poor girl. She has a life, you know. She's she's a, her own person. But she's being turned into this ploy, it seems like, that's getting caught in the middle of this. I don't even think she knows what's going on, really. Like, she spies on these people, but she doesn't care about any of it. They're just like, yeah, these people came in. They're, like, ripping off the wallpaper and all this. But, you know... I don't really care. She's like, I'm trying to go back and play Animal Crossing on my Nintendo Switch. Like, I don't know what's going on, you guys. And they're supposed to be such close sisters. But Sarah really only reaches out to homegirl when she needs something. She, yeah. And if she was so close, wouldn't Sarah, like, say, like, Wheezy, you need to come with me. These people are dangerous. You, you, you shouldn't be here. She would make an effort to help Wheezy. But I guess um, Sarah only cares about her husband. I feel like she only sees herself as in danger, but I'm like, your sister's younger. and doesn't She can be have, easily manipulated. For real, and doesn't have the same resources you do. Like, Wheezy can't hop in a car and drive away. <laughs> I don't even know what Wheezy knows. Because in these boat scenes, she seems kind of, like, confused about everything. She seemed... I don't know. Okay, so when Rose kidnapped Sarah and drugged her and put her in the car, she told Wheezy... Wheezy's, like, 13 or 14. This should be at an age where you start realizing, like, hey, this was not just an anxiety pill that you gave her. This has knocked her out. And Sarah's, like, woken up, and she's kind of, you know, out of it. And Wheezy's just, like, she looks a little concerned, but doesn't say anything about it. And then they go on the boat, and she finds out her dad's alive. And she tells Sarah so excitedly, she's like, we're getting our own island. Aren't you excited, Sarah? Like, where is the mindset of this girl? Where is she at? I think they're, you know, they're trying to keep her in the dark because she's young, and they're like, we don't want to corrupt her innocence or whatever. But also, Wheezy's not dumb. Like, she's not stupid. But I feel like they pick and choose the moments to dumb her down. 
Because when Sarah calls and she's still on the Bahamas, she's like, I need you to go and look at dad's computer and take a picture of the calendar and like, because I need to know this exact time of when this is happening. And she's able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, Wheezy, uh, I just don't really know. I want to know what she knows. That's the thing. I want to know where she stands on all this because she never says anything. Because they never She's just kind of like there. I know. I want to know what this character is thinking. You can't just leave it up to the audience to make it up for themselves. Which is why I hope she has a very big role in season three. I hope she becomes a poke. I hope she just like... Not even that. I hope she just leaves. I hope she's above she's it like, all. I'm I don't want here. her to pick a side. I just want her to choose her own path. She is the bridge that links them all. Wheezy's like, I'm actually getting accepted into Harvard even though I'm 14. So good luck, guys. Bye. I mean, she's technically like two or three years younger than Sarah. So why wouldn't she be catching on to all of this stuff? I just think they don't really tell her anything because, like, obviously Rafe and Sarah know what's going on because they're all, like, in it and Weezy's just minding her own business. But speaking of getting sent away, Miss Key, Miss Kiara. Miss Key Lime Pie. Oh my gosh. Miss Key to my heart, Miss Key to my future. So her parents really came for her neck, especially her mom. And I'm glad her mom said something. She said, if you come home late again, just don't come home. And everyone's like, she's bluffing. Mm-hmm. And her mom's like, no, 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 no. We've had enough of this crap. Because you're gone at all hours of the night. And, like, I understood it. Because she never tells them where she's going. And, like, they don't know where she's at. So they assume the worst. Like, you know, maybe their daughter's dead in a ditch somewhere. Yeah, I would assume the worst as well. Imagine being in their position. And you get calls from school, from her school every single day that she's not at school she's left the school you know she doesn't come home she's never in bed or whatever like you would be worried about your child as well and the fact that she doesn't even tell her parents where she is and they can't reach her ever so like yeah they're concerned and you can't hate on them for it yeah and she's always like steal and she stole their truck and she crashed their truck and she's like but it was for a good cause i'm like well what's the cause tell us kiara tell us key she's like well i can't do that like why can't we ever get the parents involved i don't know like we kind of got the parents involved with pope's dad who was like i taught my son not to back down from a fight which like i like that i did okay so kiara's parents knows that she's probably with pope so why can't she they call pope's dad who will probably explain some of this stuff to Kiara's parents. Probably because her parents now live in Cookville. Like, her mom has always been a kook. Because this whole weird class system has been around forever. And then Kiara's dad was a pogue. But then, like, you know, when you get married to a kook, you just kind of, like, level up. But her dad, specifically in the first season, was very, like, disapproving of the people she's friends with. So I'm like, maybe if they disapprove of who she hangs out with, they probably don't know who their parents are. Or, like, they're not in contact with them. I guess. But, um, so there's this theory that's going around, and I think this is so ridiculous. Like, it's so beyond ridiculous. So there's a theory that JJ's dad and uh, Kiara's mom had, like, a thing. 
in high school. And some people are saying that they're half siblings, but it's so it, it, it's so impossible because they're so close in age. JJ's dad was like talking to Kiara being like, oh, I knew your mom in high school. Yeah, I knew her. Say hi to me, will you? Like, it was very, like, you could tell they probably had a thing with each other, but I doubt they, you know, had a kid with each other. I didn't even assume they had a thing with each other. I just assumed, like, he was like, oh, she thinks she's too good for anybody else. I didn't either. <laughs> but that's apparently what people people on TikTok are saying. So, there's something. I mean, I would doubt it, especially if they go the route I think they're going to go in the next season as far as relationships are set up. Like, they made it seem like Hope is going to end up with Cleo. And potentially, Kiara might end up with JJ. After that whole almost drowning, head cracked mm-hmm. open with the side of a machete incident. Oh, poor Pope. And they have that whole heart-to-heart <laughs> about him running away, you know? Mm-hmm. But Kiara, I really can't stand her. Like, like, I might put her around to where Sarah is. Because she's just so ungrateful for literally everything. And listen... Her and Pope have a little relationship that started in the last season and carried over into this one. But the second she realizes she's not interested in him, and this is not the first time she's done this, she just has to handle it in the worst way possible. Like, I'm not saying she's obligated to be with him. Like, obviously, if she doesn't want to be with him, she doesn't have to. But when people say, like, she's leading him on, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. She was totally leading him on because in the first episode... And this is right after, like, they're mourning John B. They're really sad. She, like, needs somebody. So she gets super high. And she's like, you want to hook up to Pope? And I think that's just the worst possible way to get with somebody. Because you're obviously in a state where you're probably going to regret things that you're saying or doing. You're doing this because you want to be close to somebody. You're doing this because you're mourning somebody. Um, And you're... You're doing it to a guy who clearly cares a lot about you. Mm-hmm. And and then eventually they kind of get into this moment where everybody's back together. Everybody's really happy. Nothing bad's going on. And she's like, okay, I want to do this for real, Pope. And they do. And, like, they get together. And then not, like, probably two episodes later, it gets bad again. And she says, you know... That was really weird, right? That just wasn't supposed to happen. Like, dang, girl. And there were so many other ways that that could have been handled. Like, I think we're both in, a, like, agreement that she doesn't have to be with him. But mm-hmm. it's the way she says it that's just, like, really mean. Because Pope, out of all of them, seems to be, like, the most sensitive, you know... Yeah. And obviously he cares about her. Like, he's so upset when she says that. But he even beats her to it. He's like, we should just be friends. And she's like, yeah, I'm so glad you understand. But it's the way she said, like, it was weird, right? Like, I didn't feel anything. Like, it was weird and horrible. And for him, it was this big, like, special deal. I thought it was really weird because it seems like the characters just went back and forth with it. And I think that's something on the writer's part. Because after they do it... She just seems really weird about it. I'm like, why are you being... Like, I don't understand, like... Like like you said, she's not obligated to be with him. But one minute you want to be with him, one minute you don't. And that's back and forth, back and forth. Like, can you just, like, choose something, at least? 
because this is and i'm like i mean it seems like you're not interested in him and that's fine but don't keep dragging him along mm-hmm. i don't know and he even said he was like you think this is gonna ruin our friendship and she's like no it won't and it kind of i mean their friendship's still intact but it seems like it affected it a lot he kind of predicted this a while ago it's awkward now because they're trying to stay friends like the way they have been for years and years but you have pope's feelings in the mix and you also just have the way kiara handled it was just not cool yeah but just imagine if her and jj did get together like imagine how pope would feel like trash but i feel like they're definitely leaning into that because they're having this whole Tim Riggins Texas forever moment in like the mm. little storage thing. He's like, JJ's like, when we get out of here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my body over to South America and South Africa and here, there, and everywhere. And she's like, wow. And then he almost dies. And I know whenever like a character almost dies, you know, the emotions are tense and you're like, what would I do without you? Mm-hmm. I like, guess. It's just not cool. If you're not going to date anyone from the group, then just don't. Like, why can't she just be friends with these guys? For real, find somebody else. Find somebody at boarding school where your parents are going to send you, because literally, like... I felt really bad for the parents at the end of the season, because what happens at the end season, they escape the boat, and they find their own little private island, which, um, I'm just gonna, you know, throw this out there. I don't think this place is... Like, there has to be people there. They haven't gone that much inland yet. They haven't really explored it. They kind of just declared it theirs without, you know, checking to see if it's... Very colonizer-esque. I mean, didn't, like, JJ call it, like... He called it some weird, like, Pogue name. Poglandia. Poglandia. Um, so they're on this little island, and they said, we'll just live here for the rest of our lives. And I was like, okay, let's just forget you guys have family. You guys, like, have people that are probably worried about you. Like, poor... Pope's parents, poor Kiara's parents, uh, poor Topper. He comes back every single day and he's just like, Sarah, you there? Sarah? I mean, they have no resources because the little lifeboat, they, like, there's probably no fuel left in that. Mm -mm. And they're like, we can find provisions. And I'm like, yeah, you can probably find, like, food sources, but you have no clothes. You have no anything. Like, do you guys just plan on, like, hunting? Like, do you guys even know how to hunt? Because I guarantee you the only weapons they have are um, a little pistol, which you can't really hunt with that, and, you know, probably a knife. They're going to have to go back to the mainland soon. I just, like, don't understand. And, like, now Cleo's a part of the group, which I like Cleo. I'm not hating on her. I like her. Um... But, but like, she's... what else happened this season? I don't remember anything. I think we honestly covered everything. One thing I will say, though, these people, th- their plans are so beyond dumb. So the plan was when they get on the boat, they were going to take the cross and put it on this little, you know, the boat they escaped on. Um, it's a little lifeboat. It's so small. But <laughs> did anybody care to think that this big cross that they could barely lift is it's it would probably drown that boat like yeah, they can't it's gold it's heavy and you already have like 
six people on this boat. Yeah. I mean, they were going to get that cross. I mean, it was just obvious. And also, something we skipped over is, like, John B.'s jail situation. Like, I think I kind of touched on it. But, you know, crime and punishment catches up to Jonathan. Jonathan Beauregard. And they lock him up. And it's supposed to be Rafe behind bars, obviously. For killing uh, Sheriff Peterkin. And... One of the police officers gives an inmate a key to get into his cell and attempt to kill him because they're like, he killed our sheriff. Take him down, boys. So he, ch- he tries to choke him out, tries to strangle him. And JJ has this elaborate like appendicitis plan, which honestly, <laughs> I wish we would have gotten to see that plan come to fruition yeah. without all the other stuff. But... That police lady, when she finds out that it wasn't John B., this girl is acting like, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, she was hired by Ward to slip the key in. But, yeah, she still had the same motivation. Like, she wanted uh, John B. dead for what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened to her. I really don't. But the, um, Well, I mean, I don't know if he's the sheriff now. But the, the one with the mustache, he's the real one. He's an he interim said, sheriff. Mm-hmm. Because sheriff's got to be elected. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the uh, the, sh- the old sheriff will ever come back to life. Because everybody else comes back to life in this show. Well, if they can bring back John B.'s dad or his dad's twin brother, as some of us are theorizing. Who knows? Maybe it's a triplet. Maybe possible. there's... Who knows? Or it's just a doppelganger. clones. I don't know. But if it's, if this show starts putting in supernatural elements in it, I'm out. I can't do that. Like, they already did that when the woman was like, there's a healing rag in the cross. Like, Miss Girl. I feel bad for you because you know there's nothing in there that's going to heal you. She just gave me a touch of racist energy when she just met with Pope at first. Like, I thought she was going to, like, when they're out in the woods... I thought she was gonna like well the thing is um so she lives in the house that her family used to live in where they own slaves and uh when Kiara JJ and Pope drive up they see the spikes on the fence and they're like dang who are they trying to keep uh keep out and Pope's like no they're trying to keep people in like you have 200 years like you have so many years 200 300 years to uh, replace those fences. And you haven't. I don't think those fences are that important. She to said keep it's all the about the aesthetic. It's all about the antebellum look around here. But we didn't talk about the teacher. The teacher? Did I the miss something? Teacher. What about the teacher? So the man with the dreadlocks. The teacher. Mm-hmm. I think he's like a history teacher at the high school. And he's the one they always leave his class or whatever. And he's like, you darn kids. He brings out this box because he works at one of the local museums and they deal with a lot of Denmark Tanny artifacts and stuff. And he shows them the journal. And there's like that wheat stamp. And then in the very last episode, just before we see Big John, Carla hobbles up them stairs. And he's like, come in. She's like, where is he? She's like, out back. What if she's John B's mom? 
Whoa. Now that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past this show. Well, but how do they know each other? I don't know. I don't know. Some have theorized that, like, she found him or some, or, like, one of her employees found him. Like, what's the deal with her employees? Like, isn't it her employee, like, her half-brother? And she's like, you'll never be a real whatever her last name is. Isn't it? Is it Limbry? 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 I don't know. I'm looking this up. I think it's Limbry. I have no idea. But that whole aspect with all these characters is just kind of out of place. I mean, I missed the half-brother thing. I wonder what the new treasure will be. Oh, God. I hope it's nothing. I hope it's, like, a scholarship or something. The real treasure was the friendship we made. (laughs) The real treasure, the real healing power, the real marriage was a bond amongst friends. In the summertime, in our little shorts, our sun-damaged skin, and our crop tops. That is the key to life in OBX. I wonder if they'll ever, like, put this show in the wintertime, where it's a little chilly. Where they have to cover up a little bit. Because they live on the beach, would it still wouldn't it still be hot? Like kind of like a Florida well, it vibe. Would, well, it would be chilly though. Like you can be on the beach and still be a little cold. You know what they would do? They would just make him wear wetsuits. They would just wear wetsuits the whole season. <laughs> it's like we're gonna go surfing. Yeah. Have we ever seen them surf? Like even I think like in the first season maybe. Maybe like once or twice. No, no, that was before they were uh, murderers, and I'm kidding, they're not murderers, but you know. But what a show. It's, um, you know, we watched season one, two, pre- uh, pretty close together. We're probably gonna have to wait season three for, like, a whole nother year, which gives us plenty of time to rest from this monstrosity. And by that point, maybe Stranger Things season four will come out, but who knows? Who knows? What would you give this masterpiece of a season? Oh, I would give it, um, I would give it, like, uh, honestly, I'll give it, like, four, uh, allergic reaction to wasp's nest out of ten. Um, I was gonna give it, let's see. Out of ten forgotten reapplications of sunscreen, I'm gonna give it three. It just wasn't hitting for me. They keep going to the storylines that nobody cares about. Yeah, nobody cares about the treasure. Netflix, you gotta listen to us right now. Nobody wants to know what's going on with treasure. Like, they have another show... That isn't the same, but, like, it has a similar, like, we have to find the money situation. On my block, it's, like, the same thing. Oh, yeah. there's this kid, Jamal, who's, like, obsessed with finding this money that's hidden. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are we recycling? Like, reduce, reuse, recycle. I think Netflix definitely recycles episode ideas. Like, just what I was saying with Topper, I'm like, I know it's not the same exact writer's. But I think people know the formula of, like, 
you have a horrible boyfriend the first season okay let's kind of make him likable in the second season third season people are gonna love him you gotta love him well there's a reddit thread that literally says outer banks is what on my block could have been <laughs> i guess so is on my block was that canceled i don't know i saw the first i think two seasons of it and you know what else is like kind of funny oh my god they really did recycle okay everyone back up for a minute monse she's the one biracial girly in on my blog she is key caesar is john b jamal is pope ruby is jj and then that girl olivia is sarah cameron I don't know who that girl Olivia is. I think I've seen like one episode of All My Blocks. Well, Olivia never... got shot and died, which is what should have happened to Sarah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she did get very close. So maybe we can hope for the best in season three. If she gets killed off. I don't. That's us hoping for the best. Please. I can't stand her anymore. I'm so sorry. Nothing against the actress. I'm sure she's a very nice person, but. I can't stand the character. I wouldn't go on vacation with her um, because she's what? Overrated. And you can learn more about that in our quizzy wizzy. Mm-hmm. We are taking a quiz called Plan a Caribbean Adventure and we'll reveal which underrated and overrated Outer Banks character combo you are. Bahamas equals Cleo plus John B. Obs. Uh, by Kristen Martin, a BuzzFeed staff member. Thank you, Kristen. So first, we must choose a place to go. The Bahamas. Everyone's first cruise. Except me. That's very true. Barbados. <laughs> the home of Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Aruba. Where all the flamingos flock. Or St. Lucia, where everyone's favorite vlog couples go for a honeymoon. My parents were just in St. Lucia, but they weren't there for a honeymoon. They're my favorite vlogging couple. Wow. Um, you know, um, I'm going to choose Barbados because... I've never been, well, I've never been to a lot of these places, but, um, I don't know, Barbados seems interesting. I'm gonna choose Aruba because, I don't know, that water looks pretty clear to me. What's your vacation budget? Whatever my parents give me. In what dream world? 4000 to $9,000. I don't have a budget. There's always that one couple on HGTV that can afford any house, doesn't matter what the price is. Or I'd say no more than two grand. Can two grand? Okay, well, like, it depends on how you're flying or how you're staying or whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, personally for me, I hate spending money, as we all know. So I'm going to say I'd say no more than 2000 I'm going to be living a, a budgeted life. Even though 2000 that's still so much to me. 
I am going to also pick the cheapest option. We're not flying Spirit. We're not doing that. No. We'll do um, Southwest. We can rack up those points. Get some, get some uh, good seats. Uh, who are you bringing with you? Just my siblings. So, no one. <laughs> my significant other. So, no one. So, no one. This one doesn't even make sense. Pogues for life. What if we're not Pogues? We're not Pogues, though. It, like, what if I want to bring my Pogue, but, like, just for the moment, not for life? You know? What if I'm just trying to have, like, a Pogue summer fling? Like, I don't want to be with y'all forever. Yeah. I don't know. Or I'm going alone. I'm going alone. Um, I'll pick just my siblings. I have one sibling. Um, but I, I think it's just because I'm scared of going places like like places I've never been alone. So I'm gonna say just my siblings. Katie and Gracie take Barbados <laughs> hit new yeah. E series. Mm-hmm. Um, how will you get there? I'm a stowaway girl uh plane lifeboat that's gonna be a long trip or a cruise um i'm picking a plane because it just seems like the cheapest option well technically not the cheapest option but you know the cheapest and most suitable i think i'm gonna do a cruise because i've never done a cruise before um, yeah, you know, why not? You know, cruises are fun, um, when you can get that free ice cream that you're technically kind of paying for, but, like, also not at the moment. Um, but, girl, if you if you get seasick a lot, you, you're not going to be eating at all. Where will you stay? On the roof of a resort. No room. Just What's on the right? roof. Maybe a sun chair. That's it. Um, over water bungalow. We've all seen these in the YouTube videos. We're all familiar with the layout. Um, secluded hotel. That doesn't look like it would be in a tropical place. It, it's giving me very much mm -hmm. Nordic energy. Or as close to the waves as possible. So literally just in the ocean. Um, I want to choose an over water bungalow. I've always wanted to stay in one of those. And it's like. That's where Kim Kardashian, I mean, probably not this exact one, but where she lost her earring and that, you know, that whole thing was so iconic. Maybe I'll lose an earring of $50 million one. And I can, and I can. Maybe you can find Maybe, and, or maybe my sister could yell at me saying, Katie, there's people that are dying. It's the perfect opportunity. I feel like Gracie would just buy other <laughs> earrings. She would just be like, here is 50 grand mm -hmm. to get a replacement earring. Uh, I'm going to pick the secluded one just because there's an Edison bulb in the background. Like, what's going on nice. over there? Uh, what's the first thing you'll do? Surf or swim. Or drown. Eat Rock. Rob. Who did these abbreviations? I don't like that. Sleep or... Go on an adventure. 
I'm going to choose sleep because I feel like whenever you travel, it's always a long thing and people want to do stuff right away. And I'm like, I just want a minute. I know people that like want to eat as soon as they get off because, you know, all they've had is like airplane food. So like pretzels or peanuts. Personally, for me, I do not do good on planes. So my stomach cannot handle food after getting off the plane. I more than likely want to throw up. So I'm going to go sleep. Uh, pick an activity you're willing to try. Again, just surfing, snorkeling, checking out a historical site, or jet skiing. Living a dangerous life, checking out a historical site. I mean, really. Mm. I mean, that would be my choice. I'm not a beach girl. I feel like... You know, I've never done jet skiing, and maybe I'll try it once. Who knows? Uh, choose something to eat. Conch fritters. Now, this little boy of this mom that I had to interview tried conch fritters. I'm just saying. Uh, grilled lobster. Fresh coconut is fine with me. Or fish stew. I'm going to pick fresh coconut, it's fine with me, because I've never drank out of a coconut, an actual coconut before, and I would like to try it. But we're not using them plastic straws. Um, I... Conch Fritter, she's just looking kind of good. They do look good. She's looking like a fun time. They do. You know, they look like some fried goodness... Not those grilled lobster. <laughs> there might be a sauce. Mm. You know? Plan a, mo- a moment of relaxation. Spa sounds nice. I'm just ready to go home and count the gold I found. Okay. Tanning on the beach. At John B. Or just float <laughs> away until I can Just home. float. Nobody's ever going to find you again. And then you're like, wow. I'm kind of hungry. And you're just a castaway at that point. Um, actually, all of these just sound horrible. Unless I'm actually finding gold. I would love to count the gold, but I don't think I will. Um, spas actually freak me out. It's just something I don't want. Tanning on the beach, that's just sweating. That is sweating on the beach. You know, maybe I'll just turn to a castaway. I'm going to just float away. I've never been to a spa, and I think I'd like Ooh. it, so I'm going to pick a spa. Uh, what will you bring back home as a souvenir? The ultimate gift, just myself. A treasure. I'm not coming home. Because I floated away. It was a one-way ticket. That was it. One-way ticket, bye. I don't know, like a keychain or magnet. The last one is like the most realistic for me. Yeah, I'm just going to say keychain or a magnet. Go to one of those, like, surf shops and try to find somebody's name on it. I'll just get one that's like a palm tree or Nice. Something. Oh. What is your um, underrated and overrated Outer Banks character combo? Well, I'm so glad to see my underrated girly of choice, Ward and Weezy. Whoa, you got... That is a couple right there. Well, not a couple, but you know what I mean. A combo. A 
father-daughter duo. You're a mix of the underrated Wheezy, she is underrated, and the overrated Ward. Is he anyone's favorite character? No. Sure, everyone respects you, but what did you have to do to earn that respect? Kill a couple fathers? <laughs> Don't worry, that's a rhetorical question. For now, stick close to your Wheezy characteristics, like looking out for others and risking your life for their own happiness. Alright. Uh... I don't know about that. It may be a lonely road, but in the end, you always remain true to yourself, and that's enough for you. Is that really being true to yourself if you're just, like, risking your own life for everybody else? I guess. I mean, I guess that's a... If that's a thing that you usually do. Um, so my underrated, overrated Outer Banks uh, combo. I got Pope and Sarah. Uh, you're a mix of the underrated Pope and the overrated Sarah. Deep down, you're not about that Pope life. <laughs> wow, just calling these characters out. Like Sarah, you can be spoiled at times because you're used to the world revolving around you. I feel insulted. Um, however, like... Whoa, they came through your throat, girl. However, like Pope, you never give up even when you're unsure of the outcome. You may not have a traditional family, but you love who you love and you fight to keep the legacy alive. I don't think that's the, I don't think any of this is like me but sure thanks BuzzFeed I really appreciate it I, I mean I, I'll take the Pope one not really the Sarah one we both got a camera in though so. I mean they're really the only ones yeah. there it's all Cameron's Rose Ward Ray it's just everywhere Sarah. I look there's a camera where you won't find a Cameron is in the because the outro is filled with positivity and i'm just here to wish everyone a wonderful amazing delicious tasty mm -mm 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 -mm, good 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 week till death do us part yes and while you guys are having your scrumptious week um please find the time to give us a rating give us a review tell us what you like and tell us what you don't like and follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us CourageDollPodcast at gmail.com and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Bye.